0: Hello. Hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. Are you talking to Michael, or Mike? I'm talking to the mic and I'm talking to the Mike. New setup this week.
1: Yeah, so welcome to IRC Book Club. We're on a new setup this week. We're uh, hoping to up our audio quality for our lovely, wonderful, and loyal listeners who uh, prefer the podcast to the. To seeing us, what's that about? Why would you not want to look at me and you?
0: Exactly. Exactly. You know,
1: that talk about the. With our cap-
0: hippie set, with our. Our, our, our modern day... Um...
1: Atomizer. <laughs> Atomizer, yeah. I think it's nice when we get a bit of the sandalwood in there. A psychologically calming effect. You know, Keith Rosen could learn a thing or two about bringing sales teams together with uh, aromatherapy. Do you reckon? <laughs> yeah, defers. Defers. So, this week we're on a new book. Uh, we are. Listeners, friends and colleagues. The book is... Mike, do you want to introduce it? The book is
0: called Sales Leadership. I. Heath Rosen, Rosen,
1: who will be joining us on the show in the fifth week from now. So I think Lauren's got the, the schedule. I think we posted it on Amateur. LinkedIn. Amateur, my phone on. Oh, schoolboy error. So um, I think Lauren's got the schedule. We posted it on LinkedIn. We'll keep posting it. We're covering this week chapters one to three. I think next week we're going to cover chapters
0: four to eight aren't we
1: next week are we doing four yeah next week's a big week for us but the the overall cadence will be that over the next four weeks we'll cover the book and then the week after that we've actually got the author on the show to do a live Q&A so listen along read along if you're a sales leader this is one's particularly pertinent if you're not a sales leader it's going to be great because you're going to be telling your sales leader how to manage you so in time on a uh, fashion mike i know for a fact you won't have read the preface of this book do
0: you know i did actually right so let's begin with the preface i did and i've got to say unlike me i actually also read all the comments and recommendations right i've actually read pretty much every page and i've got to say i mean normally these books are just all the other all the different authors kissing each other's ass
1: there's some top people but, here who've wow. made the comments to tony the owens
0: president of salesforce nathan stone country manager for google David Judo, Microsoft, Channing Ferrer, HubSpot. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it just it's... goes on and on and on and And
1: they're not lo- they're not low level guys either. These, These are top
0: hitting people senior going, Senior level people. This is great. This is great. This is great. And actually I'm glad I read that. Um, but they're just then the preface is obviously a good place to start, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is. So Mike, I, I'm just gonna check with this being a new setup. Lauren, are you happy with Mike's audio here?
0: Can we rate. say something, Lauren? <laughs>
1: yeah, because I know you, the mic's quite a long way away
0: from you. Right, I'll, so. move, I'll move close to it. This is my first you time might, on live TV. Might
1: want, on live TV, <laughs> yeah. you, might, you might just want to lift that a little bit. Okay, so let's get cracking. So yeah, the, I, I did like the preface. I, I, I'm a big fan of a preface to a book. Um, and there was a couple of I things I didn't like in his it.
0: story, actually, but anyway. Really? At least she's made of a story about a king, who cares? It's a metaphor. Yeah, I know, it's a bad metaphor, isn't it?
1: Meta. Well, metaphors are great. I like metaphors. I
0: speak in metaphors a lot, but all, anyway, all
1: the time. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I like the opening story. It got me thinking, um, and, and it, it, it lays out this whole concept of and where a lot of the book is going to go is about the coaching conversation between a sales leader and a salesperson. All,
0: also, it? A, it, it, it raises a very good point, which is very often people end up as sales leaders because they were the best salesperson oh god yeah not because they're not because they've got the right skills to be a sales leader now we see that a lot i mean a lot yes a lot yeah a lot and i, I think I'm, keith rosen is right on the money with that i mean
1: i've experienced it personally I, I i had my first leadership job at 25 and i had the whole team resign within the first six months um but that's exactly no the, you the, you <laughs>
0: Well, he stayed. But that's exactly the point that Rosen's talking about, really, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Wasn't skilled to do the job. And the other bit about the book, actually, is it's my preface to the book, which is I've read loads and loads and loads of sales books. Yeah. I've not read a sales leadership book before. No. So this is a bit like having never eaten a Chinese and walking into a Chinese restaurant.
1: Well, it's a... But explosion know, for
0: but you. But it is though, isn't it? It's
1: yeah. is that kind of thing. Yeah, so I I, I, I like, there's a couple of things that, that I just got out of the preface. The key to being a great leader is understanding what your people want and expect from you. But more important, why they want it. When leading your team to a shared goal and vision, they need to understand not only what they need to do, but also why they're doing it and what's in it for them so they can see how they can personally benefit. So sometimes, I, as, I, as I've read the first few chapters of this book, and I have to say, actually, this is the, probably the book that thus far I've enjoyed the most on the show. It, there's a lot of comments in it that are very obvious, and maybe I'm enjoying it a lot, because I've been through the mill and back again as a sales manager in my career, and it's sort of hit a couple of quite raw oh, nerves.
0: I've got to tell you, on you know, five pages in, I was already thinking this is a must-read book yes for anybody because let's get it anybody right.
1: that's thinking of well, I, I would read it if you were a sales guy
0: i'd read yeah that's what i mean i'd read it sales guy or, or sales manager because actually then you read it as a sales guy and you think actually have i got what it takes to be a sales manager is that me not have i got what it takes but is that me yeah. actually the way it's written it doesn't necessarily suit a salesperson per se if you're an absolute let's get it right johnny i'm a lone wolf salesman really yeah and i read this book thinking yeah i'm not gonna manage salesman
1: Oh, are you a natural
0: coach? No. I don't think so. I think that's um, not no. your style, is it? it but that's what—that's my point. That's right. It's a must read. But anyway, we're going to cover three chapters and we've so actually only got to page two.
1: Let's crack, well, absolutely. And we both said this week. We need to crack into the, it. We've enjoyed this book so much. We need to be careful not to end up making the show two and a half hours long. Yes. Um, so the first chapter is called Preparing for the Cultural Evolution. Um, and the first bit that I highlighted here was on page 28 of uh, 291 is that coincidental, coincidental? no that was page got... two yeah so it's number two uh, i've got 28 of 291
0: and basically he's telling this story isn't he about yeah. t- uh, about some fella um and this is a very true story what he's really talking about is people working in a faceless organization where we don't know anything about our colleagues or well, he's workers. talking
1: yes but I, and i've written here i'm nervous now keith this doesn't this doesn't always work and you know i'm, I'm basing this on some of my own experience we've run bigger teams than the team we've got at IRC at different points where we've really had tremendously close
0: relationships. Well, people. that's what I mean. Keith is here. He's saying you should have a personal close relationship. You should know your people. But let's get right. There's one guy who worked in particular where I talk about going through an emotional mill with him. Crikey. Yeah, just you're, for, we were in for, the trenches with the phenomenally. guy. Phenomenally. I mean, I, you know, I don't not get on with him. But you don't get on with him anymore. And you think about the emotional place you're at with the guy. That didn't help us.
1: No. And actually, um, so I was a bit... So do you think
0: managers should get emotionally involved with their employees or not? Because Keith Rosen does. And I got his point, actually. I thought, yeah, all right. Do I think... Or or have an emotional understanding of what's going on in the background, which is Rosen's point. So I'm going to
1: use a lot of analogies as we go through this book about coaching.
0: And I'm going to use sports coaching.
1: And I'm going to use examples I get. So does Bielsa have a really close personal relationship with his players at Leeds? He doesn't. Does... Dave Ferner, the new coach at Leeds Rhinos, have close personal relationships with them. He'll know enough about them to ask, how's the wife, how's the kids? You have a nice weekend. Yeah, good, great to see you back at training. Good to see you putting a good shift in today. But do you think he's really close? No, because at some point he's got to make tough decisions. What would Patti
0: McCord say? Wood would say... She'd say the same. Yeah, she'd say... She'd say something. the same as Rosen. No, no, she'd say the same as Rosen. I don't know, I think she would
1: say so you need to know intrinsically what their skill set is what Drucker and, say? What, and what drives them. Drucker would say you need to know what their skills are and what motivates them.
0: Yeah, he, Drucker wouldn't care less, would he? No, you, don't have, to to Drucker, you yeah. have
1: to know what the names of their kids are, what skill sets are and what motivates them. And
0: have they, they, have they got, got the skills to do that job? Whereas, whereas Rosen isn't saying that.
1: No. And actually, I think the best coaches often don't know that much about you. They're not that close to you because they're not afraid to say the things that sometimes they said. Now, Keith Rosen's going to say, but it's not about what you say it's about the conversations and the questions you ask of the sales guy anyway yes yes but at some point in any sales leadership conversation i'll say some hard stuff sometimes i'll say no yeah
0: yeah can anyway I go after, can
1: i with that deal no you can't
0: i know listen we need to keep on on track yeah, here keep time. On it. the next thing i looked at was when companies and personal values clash now i've got to tell you this isn't a sales show for inward revenue but it's a sales show for inward revenue how often <laughs> do we try and talk to our clients about understanding their culture and hiring salespeople that fit into their culture? About how often do All we... the time. And they, how often do they do it? But most of our clients don't really get culture. Correct. I always talk to the candidates about the cultural alignment of where they're going to play. And, and, and actually, this is what Rosen's talking about here. He's saying, if your company and your personal values clash, then it's going to be difficult to manage or for the people to listen to you. Correct. That comes back to hiring.
1: I've said that later on. Have in you right to Yeah, I agree completely, and maybe we'll come back to it again. But for me, a lot of what actually makes for good coaching is good hiring. Correct, hundred percent. Because if you're, you've got to hire. Firstly, you've got
0: to hire people who are coachable. If that's what you want and want to be coached. But if that's what you want, if you're a massive corporate, you just put like a, a, a you know, a, 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 somebody in a position in a matrix. Why coach? Turn up, do the job, or well, fire you. Yes. That's simple, isn't it? Well,
1: one of the things I've written much later on, as we get into some of the later chapters, is I think there's almost a curve here, um, where at a salary level, as you go further up, the nature of the relationship changes between sales professional.
0: Now, I hope one of the people I'm working with at the minute is, is actually listening to this because he's, he's we're talking about he was talking about the value that the company gave him. And I think there's an indifference curve, I would say, actually. Is
1: that the phrase I'm looking for? So I,
0: I think there's an indifference curve which shows a relationship between, say what, it's lovely working here, I'll warm your slippers before you walk in the office, but I'm going to pay you 20 grand.
1: I'm correct, so I'm going to pay you 20, 35, 40k. But it's lovely. But, or, it's, but it's really nice. But it's nice. lovely and we and marketing is good and we're going to get you some leads and we're nice people to work for and, and if it... your kids are poorly, we're going we're gonna to give you allowances. Hey, we might even knock 30 grand off your target. And then to, there's a point at which, where there's... Where it gets a, to 80K where people go, 80K, 90K, mate. 100K, 110 120K. One, should I really be coaching a guy on 120K?
0: Oh, I don't know. You see, I think, I think you should be coaching them. I think the environmental side of what the company has to offer should be less Correct. So the one, I'm not of it.
1: sure, should I be really coaching a senior level performer? Because actually, more often than not, I see at that level... Well,
0: you buy, the client's trying to buy a sure, a sure thing. I'm paying you
1: 120 grand because I don't have to coach you, I'm paying you 120 grand because I want to wind you up, say, Go that way and I'll see you in three months.
0: Well I'm buying a sure bet, are I? You know, if I'm paying hundred K I I'm buying a result.
1: Yes, I'm buying the result. I'm Whereas pay- actually
0: if I'm paying fifty K, I'm, I'm buying, buying I'm buying fifty percent of the result and I'm gonna add the other fifty percent.
1: Correct. I have to add the val- I, add a, I have to add a
0: significant to, element of the value. Anyway, but we're talking about when company and personal values clash and it says, Does your company culture reflect your people and their personal values? Interesting that <laughs> Because I think that's a very difficult one. for most.
1: culture reflect not just your corporate vision, but your team vision?
0: I'll tell you now. Yeah, okay. 99% of the clients, if they answered that question, they'd get rid of 80% of their sales force.
1: Yeah. And I think a lot of candidates would leave a lot of jobs if they really asked, does this company really meet? And is, is this company's values congruent with my personal values? Yes, I agree. But equally, and the point he makes is, It's a much bigger thing than just having a value statement on the wall at the head office.
0: Yes, it is. But I think if when Rosen comes on the show, you know, I'm going to pick into him a lot. Not out of criticism, I think, the book's brilliant, actually. But just for more. But but for a, come on, Rosen,
1: how are clients going to get that right? I've got to tell you, I've stopped asking clients what the... Because A, very few can truly answer. And B... I haven't, actually. I think very few don't know. I haven't. I, I, I try to sort of make an assessment
0: it. on it. I think it's interesting when you meet a client,
1: but you often pick up on it e- implicitly rather than you explicitly. pick on it when you're sat in
0: the office. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, so uh, I don't mean to, to rush through this, but it's caught. You know, we've been in and court then he an starts. It
1: starts getting interesting. He, he talks about this story about uh, Carlos, um, and he says Carlos explained the challenge he was experiencing with one of the sales reps. The first bit of coaching Carlos received started with, "Here's what you should." And what Good, we're you hear that a lot. And, well, I've done it a million times. And I wrote here, he, he think. Well, he, he used says, to make me write a, four, write a script. Four main reasons why managers don't coach. They think they're coaching, but they're not. They had awful training. There is no company-wide alignment on what coaching is. There is no plan or process to ensure consistent, effective coaching or they're not being coached themselves. I wrote my, my little paragraph note was, that's because they don't have the time to coach the answer, so they become directive and tell. Actually, the book goes on to talk about in quite detail. Yes, yes, it?
0: I agree. I don't think that's necessarily all bad, though, because sometimes yeah. all the sometimes all the managers do is just shout at the salesperson. Yes, and that's a step even worse. At least when they're telling the salesperson. Yeah, what well, I, to do. I,
1: I was t- I, I was talking to a salesperson the other day. In fact, I, I um, had a little bit of first hand experience with, with somebody. I know that in one particular call, the sales leader was just say, "Well, you need to sell more."
0: I mean, <laughs> Rose didn't have a field day, uh, wouldn't uh, he?
1: Uh, and, and the sales team were all sat there going, yeah, tell us. And it was a sales meeting and the sales manager was stood at the front, really getting into like this mad, almost psychotic, passionate, quite literal desk thumping about, you guys have got to sell more. Sales team, all of whom were a bit behind Target, were all sat there thinking,
0: yeah, exactly. So, uh, any ideas? I- I've heard that. So anyway, so then we're talking about assessing your culture and measurable ROI of coaching, which I think, you know, we, like I say, we could spend an hour on each page. Yeah. But and, 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 I've just put in
1: that. There's lots of other factors at play here.
0: So let's, but boiling down what he's saying, though, he's giving you a framework that you could yes. use to assess what your culture is, I, I, which it, is a good and thing. And I get
1: that, but I've also, I have also I also disagreed with that a little bit because I think, let's take Click or Tableau, the analytics market, right? Great cultures. I bet if you rang any salesperson at Tableau tomorrow, they'd say, culture at Tableau is really great. Well,
0: but that's really not because cool. they're to the right culture.
1: I think, one they hire to the right culture and two, the business is in the right place at the right time and is in its ascendance. It's easy to have a great culture, the right place at the right, you time. your ascendance and your product development team have made a red product. That's exactly what the market's buying. It's that easy to have a great sales culture.
0: Okay. I get your point. My
1: question is what does an ordinary or a mature company do? And one of the things I'd be looking forward to talking to Keith about when he comes on the show is, all right, what if you're a 30 million pound company? And you're not a major global brand. How easy well, then why, is it to create right, but, a great yeah, but,
0: sales yeah, but, culture? Yeah, but Keith's point will be hire people that fit into that culture. See, will that's what I'm saying. It's but right. it's a
1: lot harder to create that really wonderful go-forward culture no, when but actually just you street no, buying yeah, it out yeah, but, with no yeah, differentiation. Yeah, yeah,
0: but Keith's point is going to be wonderful means different things to different people. So actually, let's say you're an ERP company. You know, you sell Microsoft Dynamics Correct. Business Communicator 2018. That's, that's exactly the sort of environment. Or, or I'm whatever with. it is. Hire a guy that fits in. a girl that fits into that environment, and then you've got a good, a good fit. He's talking about congruence between the culture and the individual that therefore then creates a coaching culture. And I think he's hundred percent right. Okay. Anyway, so I, 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 by the way, I like the way he's put this mindful moment. I in the like page. that. I too. thought that was really, I thought, Ri- unhelpful. Nicely written,
1: and then from the sidelines. Well, do you know what he's thought? Uh, do you know what I like about it? He's thought about his reader, hasn't he?
0: Good, really good. He's- then he's gone to thirty-four characteristics of a coaching culture. And it's an interesting one here, because he's talking about collaboration. So I think that you and I get on reasonably well. It's primarily because I'm such an easy person to work with. But we're dis- <laughs> <laughs> but we're very disjointed in terms of collaboration, if you think about it. Yes, you use we email, want to colla- I use Slack. Well, I don't. I use text. And you use text. I use text. You know my system. So I
1: communicate with Laura via Slack, You know my triage Laura management.
0: And this is for all the people that are watching me. I don't look at my emails that much. If, the, if but, it's urgent, text me.
1: But to be fair, I know... I don't think you're wrong. I was thinking about it the other day because I got a bit frustrated the other day. And then I thought, what am I getting frustrated with? Mike is a completely in control of his time and his day and he doesn't want disturbing. You're not wrong.
0: But, but anyway, actually, I just thought,
1: collaboratively, in a small team like ours, actually, you're collaborating in a completely different Well, particularly way when we've else. got
0: people that are spread out. You know, let's get it right. We've got a guy that works for us who lives in the Philippines. <laughs> so you you know. the-
1: theoretically, it should be homogenous, but it isn't.
0: But, but anyway, I like that. I thought... If you want to figure out, you know, let, let's say you're some sales manager, you know, your team's 60% target. You're thinking, right, how do I coach them? Yeah. The first point is, is have I got a culture that embraces coaching? They're good questions to ask. They were all great. Loved good it. Good questions. Loved it. And then and then it, and
1: then, it, and then, it, the uh, seven pillars to achieve cultural excellence. Really great questions.
0: Really good. And I, I literally, I could spend an hour on each page pretty much. Yeah. And Rosen, if you're watching this, which I hope you are, or Keith, I'll refer to you in you. First name, if you like. I'm a critical bugger when it comes to books. I put them down, or throw them out.
1: Yeah, Keith, if you've watched any previous episodes of Book Club, you'll know we don't hold back. And you, exactly. know, you know that we're not particularly gushing with stuff we don't like. So you, fair play to you, mate. Absolutely. This is great. Super. Uh, there was a comment here that I thought was worth discussing where he talks about leaders taking the pulse of the company's current culture so they have a baseline. And he talks about maybe doing third-party assessments or surveys. I guess people don't fill them in.
0: Oh, Mayor and I have had this conversation like about Glassdoor. Glassdoor. we had the same conversation about Glassdoor like today. Like Glassdoor, isn't it? What a just... A... You're, either
1: only, you're either deliriously happy and you're nailing it, and, you, and your boss has said, do us a favour and stick a review on Glassdoor, or you're really...
0: Well, you've been, you've been fired because you weren't very good.
1: Correct, but the honest, hard-working guy in the middle, who's 94% to target last year... Yeah, not yeah, quite they don't smashing fill it in. It, ...but he's a decent member of society, he's not filling it in
0: absolutely so preparing for your cultural evolution this talks about um this is getting you ready really i think in terms of you're going to bring coaching in this is what you need to do yeah and actually he raises seven points 100 percent if you were going to do that you should follow those two, 100 percent right. and then he talks about whether your coaching is working and again he has here are 10 questions to figure out whether the culture and the coaching is working and i mean as an example um, you know, his first one is: Would you refer people to work for our company?
1: A good question, Keith. It's a it's it's a straight to the point, very incisive, straight to the point, in the face question.
0: But every question's as good as that.
1: Yeah, I concur. Would you use this questionnaire, Mike?
0: uh what use this questionnaire? Maybe my nervousness is that people wouldn't, to be honest. That's my nervousness. So, so I don't know about. if Laura Krippner's watching this. Probably not. But if if she is, because she doesn't work now, but let's say she was, I've been doing something today. I said, come on, Krippner, we need your honest feedback. And she's a very bright, intelligent woman. Yep, top girl. Is she gonna give us her honest feedback? Really nervous of that, aren't they? Particularly, you've got a teenage daughter. She walks downstairs and says, "Dad, what do I think?" You're thinking, uh. correct. correct. Well, actually, you don't say that to her.
1: It's fabulous.
0: Great. Or your wife or yeah. whatever
1: yeah you look great absolutely and uh, uh, people don't fill in these forms they don't fill in these surveys. i know of one company uh that i know of where uh they sent out a company-wide staff employment satisfaction survey and literally nobody returned it
0: i can believe it i can believe it um and then what we're talking about... Is then the, he goes on to subculture, doesn't he? Which I thought was very useful. Are you past the coaching culture questionnaire? Yes. So the coaching questionnaire is 19. long. So there's no point going through it. But no. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in it. And, and absolutely, he's absolutely right. And then he talks about subculture. And he talks about subculture because he says, if you're a big company, getting one culture across the whole com- uh, c- company is going to be a right pain in the ass. So why don't you create a subculture, a subset of those people? And remember one I, I think were he's Amos. 100% right. When we were emis slightly different, that isn't it?
1: No, yeah, we had a subculture.
0: Yes, it wasn't congruent with theirs, which is why we had set on our own. So,
1: so much so that we ended up moving into our own building and creating
0: our, our own little sales. Well, I sat in a room that was formerly a toilet. There yes. was a bath in it. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Because people complained about us being on the phone. <laughs> I know, in the sales office. <laughs> so the, my favourite line of the book is: "It is the responsibility of every manager to insulate their people from the pressure."
0: The your umbrella.
1: I, the pre- I immediately remembered the umbrella of shit.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And somebody, a lot of people do Somebody
1: that. once told me, it is your job to hold the umbrella over your team.
0: Um, Absolutely. And then he talks, I don't know if you, if you read this, I don't know what page you're on. Something I, I thought was a great question from the sidelines. This is Keith is on the sidelines. You're the 22. manager. Keith says... What can I do today to make yeah. my people more valuable than they were yesterday? I agree. I thought That's a, really a good great. mindset, that. It's a good mindset.
1: Absolutely. What, when you wake up, the first question you ask yourself before starting, your work, what can I do to achieve my business? Um, yeah, I could get stuck into that a little bit, but I'm not going to because I'm conscious of time today. And then he says, stop selling, start coaching. Your customers have evolved, so many to your salespeople. That's why top salespeople are great coaches. Instead of training salespeople with outdated techniques your competitors use, you must transform your salespeople into consultative sales coaches who coach customers to succeed. And I, I like this. Mm, and I, and
0: well, I didn't like that.
1: Well, I put it, it's a bit
0: idealistic. I didn't think a bit idealistic. I think the whole mm. process with Rosen's book, is the, the bit that I've read, is about asking people questions to get them to realise the answer themselves. You know, t- like touch of psychology. Okay. And then we're into chapter two. Love this. Do you know what I put on this? It should have started at page 46. Because actually, what I do really like about this is basically what Rosen has done here is created a model. Keith, what Keith has done here. Sorry, Keith. What (laughs) Rosen has done here is created a model that you can follow. And I love a model. But it's...
1: Can I just say, it's really followable. Yeah.
0: Actually. I think you'd sit there with your book... But then I think after a year... Because I'm you still have trying go... to
1: work out the Sandler sail submarine.
0: <laughs> but this I understood straight away. Now, actually, there's two sides to it. There's one which is... Two versions, sorry. There's one which is the long version, one which is the short version. You should have started, in my opinion, with the short version and then said, oh, there's a longer version. Because when you read the longer version, I mean, it's absolutely excellent and you can write notes on every page. Yeah. But then actually the shorter version... But for our listeners... You it.
1: what You know, I, I, I'm on 28 here. For our listeners, the the overall gist is good coaching is all about asking questions, not telling the salesperson what to do. But well, there's a about, lot
0: of leading in it.
1: Correct. It's about taking, using the questions to get the salesperson to come up with a answer. Because that's what he calls
0: it leads, doesn't it? Fabulous. I love it.
1: Love the anacronym. Um, it's all about using your questioning technique to get the salesperson to come up with a solution and then commit to it to a point at which you've then got a. Accountable commitment that you can then go back to without you ever having told the the salesperson what to do.
0: Well, he's put uh, questions in a universal language. I put that's a good start. Absolutely. (laughs) And and, and I mean, you know, you can pick through the questions if you want, but the basic model of it is, you know, he says, you know, I'm I'm your manager, and I sit down with you and I say, listen, Jonathan, if you got from seventy to hundred percent target, what would that mean for you? And I just think that's a great start, isn't it? He's taking you through a process of me. Asking you whether you know what you need to do. Yeah. Then he's taking the process of me sort of leading you in terms of what you need to do. Gently. Gently. Yeah, very gently. He's not pushing. No. But... He's helping you pull yourself in the, in the direction. Correct. And then we're making a commitment of the fact that you're gonna do it.
1: Yeah. To which I'm gonna. To which we're gonna. Well, hold you sold other, on it. To which we're both gonna hold each other deeply accountable.
0: Absolutely. And, and then you're in it. And I've got to say, you compare that to. And let's be clean. You know, I remember placing a guy, and he's a lovely fella. You call Darren if you're out there. Um, and the guy that hired him said to me, "said Listen, Mike, I want to hire Satan in a suit." <laughs> now, actually, he's a lovely, lovely man. You know, you have a pint with him; you think he was great. Satan in a suit wasn't far off.
1: What that you placed there in the end? Oh
0: man! I mean, I like him. No doubt about it. I'd love to have a pint with him. He's a re- really nice fella. We invited him to the curry club, right? in christmas the christmas thing is i don't know if he's coming but he's been invited to it but he's aggressive i think he would shout like hell at them there's a good aesop's fable that that if you ever heard about a wind in the sun aesop's fable i'll be very quick then so these fellows walking down the street the wind and the sun say right let's see who can get let, let's see who can take the fella's coat off first the wind blows and blows the more the wind blows the more the man buttons his coat up then the sun goes tell you what i'll get it and the sun just shines brighter and brighter and in the end the man takes the coat off himself. Yeah. This is the same thing. Yes, it is. I'm not shouting at you, but I'm going to lead you down a path where you realise that's what you've got to do. And I'm not directing. I'm not directing. I,
1: I, I made a note later on in the book that semantically, maybe for companies to really adopt coaching, there has to be a rethink around titles we give to people in sales leadership positions. Okay.
0: Yeah, I can see because that. if
1: I'm a sales manager, semantically, I've been told my job is to manage. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? But because if it... I'm head of sales coaching. My job is to coach my sales I'm people sure to success. Sure, we knew somebody.
0: We placed his daughter at Veeam, Kate Jackson. Yeah. What was that was that her called Pete Jackson? Yeah. Wasn't he a se- Wasn't he a coach of big deals at EMC or Dell or somewhere? I think so. And his job wasn't actually to shout at people. It was more to coach them.
1: He was a well interestingly lauren and i were talking about a chat that we that, that i know listens mark buck and jones mark had a very big role within oracle that was not that had some similarities to that
0: yeah yeah and i thought that was great but you're absolutely probably right because i think that i mean keith mentions it earlier on in the book we do need to cover what's in this chapter because we're talking around it a little bit but um hang up your cape keith problem solver if you really
1: want to be a hero bring out the hero in
0: what page are we on now that's
1: 33 Where he's talking, he's just going through the leads process.
0: So, have we talked through the leads process for the listeners here in enough detail? I think think? what
1: we should give is just a very brief. Do you want to just
0: do a quick? Well, well, I've got, I've got the. So, so the process is leads, L E A D S. Yeah, that stands for learn and roll, assess, define, support. Yeah, Keith, for the camera, you can see that. Um, has put together um you know a chart maybe and basically we'll, maybe we'll
1: get us lauren could you make a note we'll get a slide of that next week just to show anybody and, and who's basically watching. basically
0: what, what 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 keith's saying is let's say you know i'm the sales manager you're the salesman i'm saying listen jonathan tell me where you're at what's happening you say well i'm at 50 percent, and i say how's that for you and you say yeah it's.... and i say so if we could bump that up by you know 20 how would you feel yeah that's the leap that's the learn bit then i'm getting you to enroll in it i'm getting you to buy the process then I'm getting us to assess what we need to do to get there. Yeah. Then we're taking out some decisions on it. Yep. Yeah. And then I'm going to offer you support to fulfil on the decisions.
1: Yeah. What we're also... Dis- the, well, there's the define bit where you're uncovering why, aren't
0: you? Yeah, yeah. Confirm
1: yeah. what was assessed to ensure alignment and understanding the gap. Seek to understand their point of view. Identify and define the root cause. And then what comes out of the defined bit, and this is the key bit, is to identify the core coaching moment that unlocks and encourages
0: the new way of thinking, doing. Brilliant. Yeah. And I mean, in, in the book itself, he then has got just question after question after question for
1: each one of them. I just wrote next to it, really practical, really useful. I mean, it's brilliant. I, I've got to tell you now, I'm going to do a coaching call with our colleagues next week, and I'm going to use
0: I mean, I, I mean, I've I've put great on every page about twenty times. Here's one. And what's
1: what's been nice about this book for me thus far has been, you know, we've read lots of books like the Jordan Belfort book, and no, no disrespect to Jeb Blount because I did enjoy objections, and and I'm, you know, fanatical prospecting is one of my favourite ever sales books, but all of those books are written as appetite wetters to get you to buy more if you really want to unlock the secrets yeah uh, well i'm a very cynical human being Uh, you know almost like scientology so you can go through your steps (laughs) but if you want to go through the steps you've got to sign up and join the the right whereas here actually this is this is the content is there listen this is how you do it but actually i wouldn't be surprised that if keith rosen was getting a lot of great consultancy work out
0: Oh, I will do off the back of this.
1: But Have actually you... I could apply what I've read in here tomorrow.
0: It's like a Haynes manual.
1: Yeah, yes. And that's my kind with, of work.
0: With with all of the bits. Yep. Not the bits grayed out. Yeah. But he's got loads of great questions. Support. I mean this just happens to be open on this page. Jonathan, if you couldn't use that as an excuse anymore, how would you So cool. What a great question. It's a, it's it's quite a tough question.
1: Nice though. Not aggressive, not intense. Yeah, yeah, but
0: you've had all the other bits teeing you up for it. Yeah, the, the previous bits have softened you up you've a little got your bit.
1: Buy into the, the conversation. Correct. Absolutely. Correct. Yeah. Sim. The, for me. So, what's going on? Uh, opening up a conversation with, with, a, with a colleague.
0: Yes, I put actually I put that there. Nice what's question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yeah, on yeah. your mind? What gives? And then simple. And then he's talking about. Request the coaching action plan. So we've had our coaching plan. You've told me what's going on. You're then going to send me a plan as to what you're going to do. And actually, you send me the plan. It's a few things, isn't it? It's me. I can then hold you accountable. But it's you holding yourself accountable.
1: Absolutely. And a good cementing. And that's where the manager rather than the coach kicks in and makes an accurate note of, I agreed X with colleague Y day Z, and we agreed to follow up on day X at time Z. To which i can then hold concerned accountable because i think the sales... that's that's when if necessary you're more of a manager you agreed you were going to do x yeah, you y. have you done it or have you not right. and, and then at least you know whether you're whether your colleague is coachable or not for me what i'm finding about this is a lot of it's very elegant um it, you know in the assess phrase phraseology question when you say difficult frustrated pushing back qualified overwhelmed what do you mean
0: now how do you mean? That's the Samaritans question. That's the number one question. Well, it's coaching. It's a
1: proper coaching and counseling I used to ask that question. all the time. Well, I actually wrote here, we're into proper counseling and listening here. Yeah,
0: beautiful. It's a really beautiful question. How, how do you, do you mean? mean? How do you mean? Because you can pretty much attach how do you mean to anything. How's your day been? How do you mean? Yeah, well, it's Just also... Anything. If
1: you've ever read anything on clean language, what you would say is, and that's like what?
0: I've not, but fair enough. I so it.
1: it's the other one. So when you say frustrated, and that's like what?
0: yeah yeah I get how it works. Uh, and,
1: and he's and he's into what is in reality is using very clean questioning there and then the, the other bit define recap what you've heard so to ensure i've captured what you have said what i'm hearing is and what i'm hearing is is a very samaritan y counsellingy counseling-y question isn't it beautiful really but good, very elegant and very professional and very classy
0: and, and so, i can see it fitting any individual i can see it fitting an aggressive one or not an aggressive so one. if i was
1: if, if somebody was to say to me what do you make of this book should i use Yes, but don't paraphrase what's written.
0: Yes, I agree with that. Because it's written very carefully.
1: That's been written very carefully and very elegantly. And it would be a shame if somebody paraphrased that.
0: Mm. Anyway, so that's his model. And then he goes on to chapter three, which is the Leeds coaching model at work. Okay. Um, and I mean, again, you know, this has got individual sort of um, uh, examples of, 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 of how it works.
1: It was good that.
0: Yeah, I liked it. Liked okay. It. He then steps through a little bit. So Can gives... I go
1: back one one final thing course, from, yeah, yeah. from 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 uh, chapter two? Uh, was there's a tip from the coach which is, want to shorten the coaching model? Consider this: once your team is enrolled and appreciates the value of coaching, you don't need to keep re-enrolling them in every conversation. Now the Leeds coaching model becomes the Lance coaching model. Um, and if you ever experience any resistance to your coaching or the observations you share, it's simply a re enrollment opportunity to reset expectations and clarify your intentions. I wrote here, why not just share the model with your people and have them coach themselves?
0: I'd definitely share the model with them. I think that's a good idea.
1: Why would you not just say to people, listen, I'm going to try this. This is the model I'm going to use. So how about this? There's the model. Next time we have a call, make sure you've read it before we start the call
0: Oh, I would definitely ask the salespeople as well as the sales manager to read this book. Yeah. 100%.
1: 100%. So then chapter three, make uh, co- mo- bl- 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 coaching model at work.
0: Yeah, so I mean, the, the first few pages of this, I'm not dumbing them down, but they're just giving you examples of it. That's they're fine. Good they're good examples. good examples, they, they, yeah, they, yeah. They're
1: yeah. examples and case studies. And... Yeah,
0: yeah. They, they are good, yeah. They, yeah. Are, they are good. And then
1: the first bit I, I highlighted here was... Um, it was the bit i've already mentioned which is about the concept of rethinking the language that we use on job titles for leadership roles
0: well do you know the next thing i got to is page 58 or the next bit of note for me is page 58 and it says justifying your role as a super salesperson um and he's talking about how managers get involved in the sales process and take one of the team's problems and yeah. Yeah, i mean you see that a lot you know you'll see a sales manager taking a sale off a salesperson to do it. And then, you know, they're surprised that the salesperson... And then taking the glory. And they're surprised that the salesperson isn't happy with that. Um, and, and, but I think that comes from a few things. I think number one is the way a lot of companies hire or promote is going to create that problem. You pick your best salesperson, put them in a sales management role, uh, 50% target on the month, what are they going to do? They're going to sell. 100%. They're going to sell. Or they haven't hired correctly, they're well, going you put, to If you
1: put Gareth Bale on the touchline, said, you're in charge now, Gareth.
0: You're player manager.
1: You're player manager. And the team's 2-1 down 80 in, minutes. in El Clasico with 10 minutes left to play. Do you think Gareth Bale's going to sit there saying, listen, lads, I've got a great, or die, great idea. Or do you think he's going to warm up and get on the paddock?
0: Well, he's going to warm up and get on the paddock. But do you know what? When they get to that same problem again, they can't keep getting in. Uh, correct. And at some point, he's going to get too old to play. And that's what sort of, well, I mean, we've paraphrased, paraphrased Rosen a little bit. But that fundamentally is what he's saying, and he's hundred percent right about that.
1: But we've all done it.
0: Uh, yeah, and I see a lot of oh, I don't manage people really, have done
1: a lot. I've done a lot of it. G- it guilty it. as
0: charged. I think most people are really I'm, I'm guilty been a bit as with charge. get uh, gi- good with it. Then he talks about he's polite here because he doesn't want to use the word shit hitting the fan. <laughs> 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 he spends about half a page, um, but what he's saying about here is it's too late. It's too late. It's too late. You know it's hit the fan he's right and he's bringing out two things here which is one what can we learn from that so that we don't have to wait for it to be too late further on and also he talks about the fan blowing the problems away and he said if you put a bit of paper in front of a fan the uh, fan will blow it away if you put a stone in front of a fan it won't so So, just sort your bits of paper
1: correct so what he's talking about is the point at which its quarter end Stuff's get, it's, as Alex Ferguson used to say, it's squeaky bum time. Mm. Deals on the line. Pressure's coming in from head office, the city, God knows where, and all of a sudden, actually, the shit's hitting the fan and it's tense and it's stressful and the impact that that has coaching to an extent and the importance of actually holding your telling. Yeah, yeah. Now, I actually wrote here, um, great, because we all know that that's the point at which most sales leaders become directive and stop coaching
0: and you can see why they've got targets like everybody it's else like,
1: and, and you know i was talking to lauren about this the other day your natural predilection is listen mate ring the client say that 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 have you written that down yeah right just do it yeah next you do that 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 and you and you become directive because you haven't got the time for me I, th- I i've written here i think that a lot of coach, a lot of this is a hiring issue
0: 100% I said that throughout the that maybe yeah, actually yeah, yeah.
1: but because actually it's great you know you want people who are coachable and you want people who, who are gonna, that you can work with when, when the shit hit, hits the fan but actually t- companies have to cut their cloth money that they've got to spend mm-hmm. so you know what I wrote here was it's easy to send Real Madrid out to express themselves but other managers have to direct and drive and create process
0: and that's a good analogy. I agree with you on that. So, you
1: know, it's easy for me to sit there as, pep, uh, you know, a Pep Guardiola style and say, listen, boys, well, go, right. out, I can go man, out there and play I your game. Man
0: City this weekend. And they Correct.
1: Win. Go out there and play. Enjoy yourselves, fellas. And at 2-0 down, they can come in and they can look to me and say, boss, what do we do? And you can look to your senior players and say, well, what do you think? And your senior players who are so experienced, they're going to say, oh, this is what I'd do, boss. You go, what do you, else, what do you boys think? And they'll go, yeah, that's what we'll do. And you send them out with a game plan and you've had a coaching conversation at home. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. 100%. But if you've
1: got a team that you've got to cut your cloth, well look, then well, that, actually, well, look at
0: what Ranieri did with Leicester. Correct, you play
1: them to a structure and a process and a system. Because he had
0: to do that. And actually,
1: you're not interested in coaching, you're managing and you're telling. You play like that and you stick to that. Well, that, that was the point about Satan
0: in the suit. They got somebody... And I'll tell you what that team's been very successful, and he's been a very good hire, and he's still there. The client made a smart hire. He said, "I want somebody to shout at people and tell them what to do." Yeah, and, and hold the structure. And, and guess what? They've been really successful. Well, they yeah, got the hiring right.
1: Absolutely, and they're never going to play beautiful football, and they're never going to be 150% target like that. And I do accede that. Oh, well, Rosen's
0: way is the right way, but it's yes, an I- ideology that you is, will
1: never get. You'll never have a team of hyper overachievers if you are. Com- completely directive and then you've turned them into automatons mm. but actually not every client can can be in a position to empower and coach and well, allow look at the, well, that well,
0: freedom of well, thinking well look at the some of the clones that you meet yeah you know that are that, are that way out anyway that was what all I, was, I think we we're pretty much at the end of chapter three really yeah that.
1: coaching versus training coaching versus training is an interesting point training is what you do to get good at being a salesperson
0: yes yes
1: yeah uh, i thought that was really useful sales training is what you need to become a salesperson sales coaching is what you need to become a champion and i liked that and i think that is true and that's very much in many respects congruent with what i've just said about
0: yes i agree completely. getting real
1: madrid to play um then he talks about role-playing the back end i wrote here how many 100k guys are going to have to have the
0: humility to role play oh, i think more and more actually well maybe that's what, why one, of, it, one of your big cpm vendors uh, one of my it was one of my candidates actually had a, uh, a it was a role play no two ways about it it was a role play.
1: What an interview?
0: Yeah, yeah. The candidate was fine with it.
1: Yeah. Well, you should be. So we've done three chapters. We've got through them very quickly, and actually, I have to say, I could have quite happily have sat here for another forty-five. Minutes
0: Just on the first chapter.
1: On the first chapter, there's a lot to get into. So thus far, but overall, in twenty-six episodes of Book Club. This is most most highly recommended. But I tell you
0: what. I would summarise the, these first three chapters as. Is number one: Have you got a culture that is suitable for coaching, and if not, how do you get one? Yeah, that's a good part. And there are some good thoughts as to good thoughts. Number two is: I've got a process to help you coach yourself, stuff. Yep. And number three is: Here's what's wrong with the people you've got doing the job. Those are three extent. chapters, really, and to I extent. think, and I think if you took those and then broadened them out, that's pretty much uh, uh, what that book's about. But it's good. Right,
1: so next week we're going to do four chapters. We're going to do chapters four. How many pages
0: is that? Not
1: only that, but next week is a recorded episode. So we're doing it on Monday. And we're going to do it on Monday. It's all right,
0: because so right, my daughter's at this boring taekwondo thing. for two hours, <laughs> so I'm going to sit there and read this book.
1: So it's, so it's going to be chapters four, five, six, and seven.
0: A lot of pages, that. Is it? A lot. My, over the mm, weekend. I'm not so bothered about that. I'm more thinking... That I feel that we've rushed today a little bit, actually. Yeah, okay, maybe we need to Our discuss Our content has Monday. been rushed today.
1: Yeah, we've piled through it a bit, haven't we?
0: Okay. I'm not bothered necessarily about reading it. We'll be
1: doing at least chapters four, five, and six. We might throw in seven, depending on how we get on over the weekend. Um, at that, Michael, big plans for the weekend, other than watching kids do taekwondo?
0: Four to eight, that's a lot, that's a lot. That's 65 years. We've just on 64. And the, letter, um, and the
1: letters are small.
0: I know, yes. Uh, much plan this weekend yeah out with the boys tonight lucky you that should be good yeah Uh, and it's my daughter's 10th birthday happy birthday honey uh, on tuesday so we've got a bit of a family thing this weekend gonna go mental next weekend lovely right crazy rock and roll super duper
1: thank you very much everybody see you next week